Welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation to our Bible study today. This is July 1st, 2020. Today's study is on the word hope, specifically biblical hope, as it relates to our eternal perspective. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, we thank you for your word and the fact that your word reveals your Son, Jesus Christ, to us. We come to you today confessing our sins and thanking you for your forgiveness. In and through your word, help us to find hope for today as well as eternal hope. We ask this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, since this is called a Bible study, I would invite you to hit pause, get a pencil and piece of paper, and have it available while you listen. I would encourage you to pause this anytime I mention a verse of Scripture. Jot it down uh, so you have something to refer to uh, either during the podcast or after the podcast. Uh, I'd like for you to get involved as well. There are going to be a lot in, lot of them in today's study, so I will not read all of them, but I will refer to them, and hopefully they will help all of us to develop a more eternal perspective of why and what we hope for. As we live our daily lives here on earth, we're always hoping and wishing for this thing or that thing. If you follow me on Facebook, you know that I post a question every morning. It's usually a one-sentence question meant to provoke thought, and also for me to get to know people better from their responses. I can only imagine that if I posted the question, what do you hope for most in today's where we are now, the majority of the responses would be urgent hope for things to get back to normal. And you know what? That would be very understandable response given what we're experiencing these days. This July 4th, which is coming up soon, will mark the 244th year since America declared its independence. During that time, we have some history we can look back on, including medical epidemics, uh, financial upswings and downturns, as well as civic unrest. We can base our hope for the near future on past events, and that, that may serve us well while we're on this earth. Biblical hope is rooted in the fact that this life and its troubles are brief experiences relative to eternity. Paul said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You know, it, it really is easy to sit around and talk with your friends about what's happening today and ask questions like, when do you think the COVID-19 will be over? Or when do you think the curve will flatten? Or when do you think we'll get a vaccine? Or when do you think the market's coming back? When do you think race relations will be better? We want the answer for all those questions to be very soon. And that may be the case for some and not for others. These are all hopes we have for the near future. We have a wealth of material that we can rely on 
and read about regarding past epi epidemics like the flu 100 years ago, uh, financial downturns like the big stock market crashes, as well as history of race relations. So we really do have a good set of resources to base our hopes, even though they may be anxious hopes. But what about our hopes for eternity? Why is it not so easy or maybe even uncomfortable when you're not in a church setting to discuss hope for eternity? Well, we do have a resource for our eternal hopes, and it is a wonderful collection of unified stories that all lead to Jesus Christ. You guessed it. It's the Holy Bible, which is also referred to as the Word of God. One might say, well, it's a lot easier to discuss the history of America, and we've got a pretty good background on that because we were taught that in school, and reading the history books is fairly straightforward. I'm going to speak for myself here, but I feel that I probably would have others agree with me that if we don't have a basic biblical literacy, we have nothing to base our eternal hope on. One reason we may not have biblical literacy is that we have not been taught how to read the Bible. There's a wonderful resource called Bible Project that has made a dramatic difference in my Bible study life. I encourage each and every one of you, if you have not already done so, do a search for BibleProject.com and just start by watching some of their How to Read the Bible videos. All of their resources are free. If you have a printed Bible, I would encourage you to keep it, but I would also encourage you to download a Bible app to your smartphone. One that I could recommend and I found very helpful uh, for me is something called YouVersion, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-O-N, YouVersion Bible, and it even has a very simple search function. You can uh, go to the search bar and type in the word hope, and it'll generate many, many verses that have the word hope in them. Here's some varying definitions of hope. Confident expectation ranging in degree from an ordinary desire felt with eager anticipation to a defining characteristic of those who seek God and experience his grace. In the latter theological sense, hope is a virtue of God's people, both Israel in the Old Testament and the church in the New Testament. Here's another definition of hope. The confidence that by integrating God's redemptive acts in the past with trusting human responses in the present, the faithful will experience the fullness of God's goodness, both in the present and in the future. Biblical faith rests on the trustworthiness of God to keep his promises. Christian hope is vectored towards the second coming of Jesus and the ultimate coming of the kingdom of God. That can be found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Thus, Christian hope requires the atonement accomplishment by Jesus Christ. Since, however, the second coming in, is an eschatological event, Christian hope is an eschatological blessing. With hope, Christians anticipate the future return of Christ, but in the present, Christians exercise faith and develop confidence in God to fulfill his promises. 
No single Hebrew word corresponds directly to the English word hope. More than a dozen Hebrew words may be so translated, but each has its own nuances. Noun forms include several words that mean hope and expectation. In the Old Testament, true hope is always directed to God. Patience and waiting are also associated definitions for the word hope in the Old Testament. There are many passages in the Old Testament that refer to hope. They can be found in almost 20 of the books in the Old Testament, with the majority coming from the book of Psalms. I encourage you to spend some time reading passages of hope from the Old Testament, as well as the New Testament. You don't need a high-powered Bible software program to discover passages with the word hope. You can just Google the question, where can I find hope in the Bible, and you'll get many, many answers that will lead you to verses. I'm going to read you a narrative with accompanying verses in the New Testament that I gleaned from a commentary while preparing this study. The New Testament provides a rich complex of associations regarding the object of hope. That object is personal salvation, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. But it is also corporate, the one hope that binds the church together, Ephesians 4, 4. It is the hope of righteousness, Galatians 5, 5. Of resurrection, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. Eternal life, Titus 1, 2 and Titus 3, 7. And the glorious inheritance in the saints, Ephesians 1, 18. Which is the splendor of Christ, 2 Corinthians 3, 12. And the glory of God, Romans 5, 2. This hope is heavenly, Colossians 1, 5. But the whole of creation is caught up in it as well, Romans 8, 2. Excuse me, yes, 8, 2. The echo of Zechariah's paradoxical prisoners of hope in Paul's assertion that the creation was subjected to futility in hope can be found in verse 20. It suggests that hope is most truly itself when it occurs in the context of darkness, suffering, or persecution. Thus, Christian hope is a living hope, 1 Peter 1.3, which provides power and protection for the Christian life, for the helmet, the hope of salvation, 1 Thessalonians 5.8, so pervasive is it that even Paul's hope to send Timothy and hope in Christ. Philemon 2.19 It is a reasonable hope to be verbally confessed, Hebrews 10.23, and accounted for, 1 Peter 3.15. Hope also finds expression in rejoicing, Romans 12.12. 12. In certainty, Hebrews 11.1. 1. In perseverance, Romans 8.25. And in holy living, 1 John 3.3. 3.
In wrapping up today's Bible study, I'll leave you with two signs of hope, one coming from the Old Testament and one coming from the New Testament. When God spoke to the exiles in Jerusalem through the prophet Jeremiah, here's what he said. And this comes from the passage in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And here's a reading from the New Testament, which comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Our eternal perspective is based on the Word of God that is found in the Holy Bible, and it needs to be part of our lives every day. You know, one question that you may have after this is, what does eternal life look like? Great question, and may be a good subject for a future Bible study. But I'll leave you with what Jesus told the repentant robber on the cross next to him. This comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 42 through 43. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And by the way, the Greek word for paradise is garden. This may be a hint for a future Bible study. I have really enjoyed diving into and learning from God's Word over the past 15 weeks to prepare these podcasts, and I truly hope that you have gained from them as well. This helps us all to grow into our churches, which is St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the corner of Bull and Blanding Street, Vision, which is learning, loving, living God's Word. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we ask that you open our hearts so that we are more inclined to meditate on your word every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.